0: Welcome to Heal Squad by Maria Menunos, where we improve and heal all parts of our lives, most importantly, our health. Heal Squad by Maria Menunos, your life improvement series starts now.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I feel like, you know, glow power is essentially, yeah, like stepping into and owning um, every aspect, right, of like what makes us uniquely who we are.
2: Good and it's, bad. Huh? Good and bad. Like the good, good and bad. of us, yeah. And
1: you know what? Usually, by the way, bad, if you think about what what characterizes bad, it's things that people have said to us that are characteristics that they can't handle, right? Like if you think about when someone, so, oh, you're too much, or you're too this, or you're too that, or you're... And so the things that we internalize that are like, oh, I talk too much, or I talk too loud, or I'm this, and you're like... But if you think about those characteristics that we try to tuck away or silo or denounce about ourselves, think about what that actually means. Those are actually gifts, right? These are actually things that, if we cultivated instead of um, you know pushing away because we were policed or we were um, you know shamed for these qualities, that if we cultivated and leaned into these qualities, it would probably be like at the core of our power, right?
2: Yeah. So let's yeah. go to the person who talks a lot, you know, so you can mute that person or they can mute themselves. Or I like the word cultivate, refine, because it doesn't mean to keep just blah, 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 blah. But it means when you cultivate that and say, wait, I, yes, you compress, you, you learn how to say things with more meaning, maybe, you know, it's it's so I love that mm-hmm. cultivate and, you know, cultivate it. But don't yeah. but don't don't necessarily just it's be ignorant that. and just can, you know, maybe these, what they're saying to you is you can use it as something to improve upon, but don't mute it.
1: Yeah. Don't mute express. And, and even the things that are, um, you know, challenging about ourselves too. the things that we want to refine or do less of, or change, I think are also an opportunity to look within and see, okay, how am I going to make this beautiful? right like look at this part of myself that you know i'm i'm uh, not nurturing or i'm not giving um, energy to and understanding that um there's a place for for every aspect of ourselves and 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 that even the things that are um that we do not like have a place also not necessarily fully expressed but there but there's a place for like these aspects of ourselves that we need to Um, explore in a, in a, in a way that um, we don't necessarily have the permission to in our society. And so what, with this idea of like glowing from within is, is really sort of designing a life and designing the aspects of of your life, right. To, to really mirror your, um, your intention to really mirror the, the fullness of who you are, to really celebrate the things, especially that you know, you know, are amazing about you, but that people aren't ready to see yet, and that's what I think is so beautiful about this moment too. Is that we see so many people who are like really in their power, and people are like, "Wow!" Like something about this person—I don't know their energy. So like you're attracted to not just—it's not like a physical. It's like this incredible energy that people emit when they feel powerful, when they when they're stepping into like ownership of themselves, right? and that um takes courage as well right because when people are um, looking at you and telling you you should do this you should do that all of us have stories of our parents telling us to do certain things that we didn't obey and thank god that we didn't because we became who we were supposed to be right yeah. then we have the stories of right like oh that yeah, i told like- you so's and that and i think back to all of the things that even my mom like thinking on things that she told me to do. And she was so forceful in 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 the way that she delivered these messages to me. And I'm a Taurus, so I'm really stubborn already. So it takes a lot to get me to change my mind. And I didn't change my mind on certain things. I stayed in the core of who I was and I became the person I was meant to become because I also, there was advice that I didn't take, right? There was information that I didn't absorb. And so, and so that's part of, the, the ethos as well is that, you know, you learn how to eat the fish and throw away the bones, right? You learn how to, um, you know, receive and, and take in what's necessary and discard of what you don't need. And you also learn how to, um, you know, on a daily basis, transmit messages to yourself that are positive and deflect out the things that are like negative and, and and not serving you know and that's really important that we have to do that all the time because every message we get in the world will turn us away from ourselves right if you go on if you go into a magazine if you go on social media you go wherever you go you could have been feeling really great and then you emerge and you don't feel good mm. because we have messages that are turn, turning us away from ourselves so you have to be the master of that for yourself. You have to be the one that decides like how you're going to move through the world on a daily basis. I have to decide that, you know, I'm not gonna let something turn me in a different direction or take me off course because this is what I'm meant to do today. And I have to accomplish a lot in not just like, you know, in terms of performance, but there's a lot that I have to accomplish as I show up to the world every single day. Like, like what does it take emotionally for me to show up like I have to be mentally and spiritually fit to show up so I have to do the things that take care of me first and that to me is at the essence of standing in your power is making those choices that center you your needs emotional physical spiritual and uh, physical and that you stay in alignment with that and you don't let stuff throw you off so if something comes in you're like hmm that doesn't feel good no
2: Right? Oh, right.
1: Like, hanging in with yourself and, and self-care is at the core of that, right? Like checking in with yourself on a moment to moment basis to make sure that you feel good. And when, and then when you don't, and by the way, we don't feel every good every single day. Right. So what do I need to do to get myself to a place where I'm taking care of myself in the way that, by the way, I would take care of someone else and the way that I would take care of a baby and the right, we need to do these things for ourselves first. And it's not just about bubble baths and trying to bubble bath your problems away. It is about,
2: <laughs> right? Because we see that on social media. Oh like my God, events. it's the wine and the bubble bath. It's like, this
0: You get out the bathtub. You had you're
1: dehydrated, and you drink wine, so you wake up the next day with a headache, yes. right? So that's not self care. Mommy juice, right? I am talking <laughs> about what I'm talking about more is the check in, is the boundaries you set around yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like what I will do, what I won't do. You know the fences. You know, one of my really good friends says, fences keep good neighbors. Setting up the boundaries for yourself, right? To protect against the things that should not be in your orbit. Mm-hmm. Letting people know where you begin, where you end, right? Figuring out how to allocate time for yourself, but also for your community and for others. Like, what does that look like as you design your life? These are the the tools that we need foundationally so that we can continue to stand in our glow power. If we are if we are trampled upon, if we do not feel agency, if we do not feel grounded in ourselves, if we feel lost, like all these things are like dim your light, but all these things like keep you from staying on course with your mission in life. And all of us are born on mission. So we have to always come back to that. Like, I got to stay on course for what I'm here to do, what God sent me here to do right? What spirit or, or whatever it is that you believe in sent you here to do, you have to stay true to that. And obviously your mission evolves as you grow, but the core of who you are and what you're meant to do is the same. And so you have to stay committed to that and everything that comes in to distract you and keep you away from that, um, by way of, um, bullying, social, undermining. Distractions, um,
2: all of it. Yeah. All of that
1: stuff is distracting, right? So you have to set boundaries around yourself those, for protection. Set
2: those fences like you said. Fences. But, but here's the key, Latham, is um, it's having, go, going way back to the beginning of this interview, is, is the, having that awareness. So a lot of us don't know what our purpose is. We don't know who we are. I'll probably count myself in on that. Um, so do you recommend Maybe taking some time and going out, going up on your roof or in the backyard or or out in nature or whatever with a notebook, maybe maybe to write down some of the things that make your heart sing, some of the things that don't make your heart sing. What what did you want to accomplish in the world? Like if I feel like once you have that, then you can always go back to that and say, no, this is not. I am not living up to who I am. Or I'm not living up to my meaning, but. That's the troubling thing, at least for me, and I think for other people, too, is what is my purpose and who am I? All right. So yeah. how do you help us with that? Yeah,
1: purpose is so interesting because I think that, um, you know, like the, the dialogue around it is almost as if it's like this tangible thing that also is so elusive and evasive. Like it's always moving and you're like trying to find what it is. And really, you know, I believe that uh, we get signals constantly about what our purpose is. However, our lives are full of distraction so that we can't hear sometimes, Mm -hmm. we can't recognize it sometimes, uh, we don't know how to articulate or interpret it sometimes. And, um, but it's not that like God or the universe or, or, you know, spirit isn't constantly engaging us with with what that mission is or with what that purpose is. Um, you know, when you feel, um, there's a difference for me, at least, between, there's, there's two things. Um, one is passion, which I believe is really easy for people to find because passion is more like, um, think about the things that bring you a lot of joy to do so if you're somebody who starts doodling and then three hours later you look up and it's dark out, you're like, what happened with the time, right? Like that's something that you're passionate about, right? It can it can expand time and take you to a place where you feel just like at ease. You like, um, you know, running or you like, um, you know, working with children, whatever it is, right? These are things that we can be like, that, that show up as like passions. and And passion is something that also kind of, Um, moves us to action, but also is something that is uh, joyful and brings ease. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so I would encourage people who are, who have trouble with um, sensation and identifying sensation. And usually people who have this trouble um, for many of us, it's because um, when we have information that's shared with us by our intuition or what I call GPS, um, that we don't validate that intuition. So when we have sensations that would be speaking to us, we can't interpret it because we're always shutting off this part of our body or this part of our consciousness, right? Um, So we're not necessarily like letting it speak to us and actually using that as intelligence, right? We're using our mind mainly probably and not really like, you know, our gut, which is really another intelligence It's like our second brain right mm-hmm. um but it's like the heart brain is the gut so so here's the other thing so that feeling that you get when you when you start to do those things that you love so if you start to do an uh, um almost like a uh what is it called um in like a what do you call it not an invoicing um like a uh almost
2: like a audit an audit so, yeah um, inventory yes inventory. yes okay. By the way, to, know, so so hang on to this one if you want, Latham, but Tony Robbins, I've been blessed to take business mastery. And, you know, the one thing that he will have, you know, the, the men and women who come speak to it, they're all about inventory, inventory. You know, with your business, you need to take inventory. You know, who's buying your product? What time are they buying the product? You know, Why are they buying the product? And, you know, they're constantly gathering data and taking inventory, and that's how they keep the business going. That's how they keep improving it. But then as I have you know, had more classes with Tony and then all the experts like you that come on Maria's show, it seems like you need to take an inventory of your life. Inventory As, well, of life. Right, so what you're saying, yeah. But this inventory of of the passion
1: inventory, right, like that I'm asking you to do is part of the exercise to get towards more of um, purpose mm-hmm. because the passion really, like that helps you to feel like in, in your body, what feels good, what you like to do, which leads you really to towards purpose, which is really calling, right? Mm -hmm. And a calling is different than passion because a calling is not convenient. It is not necessarily fun. It is not necessarily joyful, is not necessarily aligned with the plans that you have laid out for yourself, right? A calling is something that you don't have a choice in whether or not you pursue, but it is in your face, it is over your shoulder, nipping at your, your ear, telling you, get up and go do this thing. It will bother you until you act on it. So the thing that you are gifted at, that you have been afraid to pursue, that you put on a back burner because you do not know how it's gonna come together, but if you do it, like the risks that you have to take, like all those things that you're like, the fear of doing this thing that you're actually divinely designed to do is where the purpose is, lies. And that's really the calling, right? The passion is amazing because it fuels us in, in actually moments of respite, moments of restfulness where we can take time away to do the things that kind of um, bring us back to uh, a full battery, right? That's where we put our, our passion, right? But you do not start a business off a of passion, you start a business off of a calling. You don't pursue passion for your life's work, you pursue your calling for your life's work. And that Ooh. is sustaining you through the rest of your life to do that thing that you're yeah. called oh to do, God. that is being obedient to that thing. But you have sometimes like, if the entry point for, for people has not been that they've been um, uh, in, in dialogue with that thing just yet, I encourage doing a passion inventory first and doing the things that you enjoy so that you can actually reconnect with sensation, reconnect with what it feels like to do something you love, and to then be able to understand the difference between the thing that you love and the thing that you feel compelled to do. Because the thing that you feel compelled to do won't always make sense. It won't make sense to your friends, to your family members. It won't make sense necessarily financially at first. It won't make sense in terms of your life at first. Like for me with doula work, I was like, no, like I don't want to, I was not actively pursuing this as part of my plan. It is the biggest part of my business because I obeyed the calling, right? But the calling is what makes me get up at night at two, three, four in the morning when there was no Uber and put my son in a snowsuit in the middle of a snowstorm and hail a cab in New York City because, by the way, you had to hail cabs back then.
2: Yes, I can't even Put
1: him in a car with me, head downtown to my son's grandfather's house, put him in the house, and then get another cab that I had to hail to head to Brooklyn to then go in the middle of the night to be alongside a couple as they were welcoming a baby into the world. That is a calling, Hmm. right, that makes you do that. Um, not something that you're passionate about, right? I'm passionate about sleep, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But I was for going my sleep to pursue my calling, which was to be of service. And so that is what I'm talking about. When, when you get, when you feel this thing and it will not make sense, it'll be like, it's, it, it's like there's, there's always a way when we pursue this, that doors open up for us. Things feel more easeful because the work is actually really challenging to do. The work that's on your plate, what you're being called to do, takes a lot of your energy, and it, and there and there's a cost involved in pursuing it, right? Which for passion, it doesn't. Passion is great; it's fun, it's easy. But a calling and a purpose is meant to mold you and shape you and grow you, and and so and so many times it's not that people don't know their purpose; it's that they avoid their purpose because the purpose takes work.
3: Holy
2: cow. Well, look at the work that you put in. And I feel like, you know, it's always been the younger generation that just wants it. Now, this is not millennial culture that makes it new. That's been around forever. But I feel like when I hear your story of, of having it all through town with a baby and this and that, just to go into Brooklyn and do your job to answer your calling, I feel like there's people kind of want to cut that out and then just go online and now become a expert in, with you yeah. know, a million followers and, mm-hmm. Yeah, but getting back to this formula, I love this. So it's like listing out your passions, living those passions, and then you're of the belief that if you start living out these passions and kind of muting the things that are draining your energy, this will help you to finally to hear your calling.
1: Yeah, I believe so, because I I think that sensation, right? Like when we start to feel, and this also can be achieved through the mindfulness practices we were talking about, right, you just talked about going outside and sitting and breathing and then dry, and then writing down, that's mindfulness, right? That yes. will also take us there. So so having a consistent practice of like, yeah, let me take this inventory, let me sit outside and look at the trees and oh yeah, I have this thought, let me journal that, right? Like, th- like things will emerge and come forth. And I also think that being around people that you see who are living their callings also can help inspire in you, you know, um, to to be in relationship with yours, right? Because sometimes it's it's, not—it's—it's not that we're not—we're not um, connected to it. It's that it's right here, (laughs) and we we keep going like, excuse me, like, like leave me alone. I want to do this thing over here, right? So it's easier to ignore it um, than than it is to pursue it because it it costs something to do it. There's like a like you don't you don't get to have your normal regular life. That's like. Set up as the way it is. Like you have to give something up to like do this thing. It's like when we think about the hero's journey, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you have this person who is one thing, one aspect of themselves is here. And this person is called to become something else and to show up in a different way. And they don't feel like they have the skill set or the way. And they take this journey. And we see this in every movie, right? That's every about movie. transformation. This mm-hmm. is like the formula, right? Yep. This hero's journey. And they, they, they go into this place where they have to kind of, you know, um, basically separate themselves from the pack and kind of have this transformative, you know, moment in time where they realize what they're meant to do. And they reemerge. And when they come on the other side of this process, which is much like birth, by the way, they come on the other side of this process. They have something that they didn't have when they started. Right. They come on the other side with something they didn't have when they started. And that is what I'm talking about. That evolution, right? When you when you take that journey, when you have that thing now that is uniquely um, connected to who you are as a person now and this fully expressed version of yourself that's gonna show up and do this work that's in the world, you have to go through that process, right? You have to shed ego. You have to shed aspects of yourself that, you know, um, will not, be able to carry the weight of this this responsibility that you're about to step into. And this new version of yourself emerges to be able to carry this thing, the, the responsibility, the weight, the gravity of the work that you're meant to do. That person has to be cultivated. And and so, you know, it's it's much easier, yeah, to like dibble and dabble and enjoy the things that give you pleasure, which are so important. But your work is not always pleasurable. I just want to remind people of that, like the work that we're called to do can be rewarding and it should be deeply rewarding. But it is not always at every single aspect that every single juncture it is not always pleasure. It's not
2: pleasure. I think I think in the in the long term, though, if you answer your calling, you have a more fulfilled life.
1: That's exactly right. And then if you we don't we're talking about fulfillment. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you
2: 100%. 100,000%. So, Latham, I'll offer, I'll share this with you which cuz you're just helping me make sense of my own life. Thank you so much. But I have um I made my first film at 7. So, I have a passion for making movies and and you know, um and writing and working with actors and there's a passion there. But my network for 10 years, you know, 50% of our mission was to help hosts break into show business, you know, and whether I'm at a gas pump talking to somebody or even you at the beginning of our conversation before we went on air, like I just can't help but go into help and coach and fix and this and that. And so I think what is uh, been painful for me, but you're helping me and thank you so much. You're probably helping a lot. I'm hoping that sharing this helps other people too, but I realize that filmmaking and working with actors is a passion. And Maria's been trying to tell me this, and I haven't listened. But but I think that the calling for me is to work and help people in any way I can, and the passion is that. But there's other people who tell great stories and entertain me and entertain other people. Um, Doesn't mean I'm not going to do that, because um, I will, but I think it's going to be more of an hors d'oeuvre. It's more like of a fun thing for me to do. But as far as like that being my life, I don't think so anymore. And I think it just took me a long time to realize the calling, you know, but I think with you and your ways and, and if we study under you, we can get to it a lot sooner and then make for more fulfillment, you know, cause I would have had more fulfillment if I had just, if I had embraced this, you know, when I was younger. If I had that I think, understanding.
1: Yeah, but I think what's so beautiful about your journey, though, is that you were able to pursue things that brought joy and do things that, like you said, help other people as well as yourself, and you still have a really full life ahead. So yeah. now you can come from the vantage point of having had life experience, right? Having to, to be able to now, you know, be in relationship with people and say, hey, like, this is what I, you know, this is like, my entire life was this and which has been amazing. And what I'm deeply called to do is help people who are in this industry or in the, whatever hmm. to to live their best life in these ways or whatever it is. But to me, like you would not have been able to do it at 19, you know, no, like, no. You so it's like you needed to get to where you are now. And then also to have the the respect and the, the pedigree and all the things that you've cultivated yeah. to be able to be like, this is what I'm stepping into and for people to be able to like easily follow you into this next chapter, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's so important that you lived what you already lived and to know that you have a partner who is deeply committed to your self-fulfillment also and that you all together work to... You know, I mean, literally, like, we're in a space called better together, y'all. So this is about community. This is about, yeah. like, self-reflection through community, right? Like, helping each other be better together. So this is this is what you're all about already. And it's what you've been doing already, right? Mm-hmm. So the pain, right, for many of us is like, oh, the thing that people know me for and what they re- rely on me for, like, I'm going to actually move away from that and be doing this other thing. and they're the people will show up, which is the beauty, right? They're gonna show up, like, like, like it'll be like this. Like doors will open because you've chosen what you're supposed to be doing, and you'll find that it's probably more easeful over time to be doing this work that you already feel called to do, like that you already do without even realizing. Yeah. And many times you are realizing that it's just like something that just it just comes up. It comes it's like up
2: natural, plan. yeah. It it's does. Like At this point, well, it it takes away what it does from your giving you you giving me this understanding and thank you again. What it gives you is um, for me is less of the shame and the guilt of not or or feeling like a failure because I'm not working on the passions. So that's my thing, you know, very 20th century capitalism. You're thinking, why am I not killing it over there? When it's because probably I'm not answering my calling
0: yeah
1: i should yeah. be over here yeah and you knew that you knew that you felt something inside that was telling you i need to be doing this but like but i had this whole thing going i on, kept right?
2: fighting and not but i wasn't aware i wasn't pausing i wasn't doing the things you're saying just to do it was just keep going get up try harder you know work harder job <laughs> you're not yeah. working hard enough focus more you know and yeah. and but again it's that awareness that like that you're talking about that helps and of course these conversations help as well so um yeah latham my god like i i think we, we we're gonna have to hear from you more uh, as this journey goes on um latham how do where do we find you
1: yeah so i'm on um social media even though we've been talking about don't be on social
2: media <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but yeah but you're giving service to people yeah. and people need this you know
1: thank you yeah i'm on social at uh glow maven it's just g-l-o-w-m-a-v as in victor M-A-V-E-N. So Glow Maven on Instagram. Um, we also have Mama Glow, which you can find so many amazing, um, you know, like posts and content information and lives that center around pregnancy, birth, postpartum period. Um, that's just at Mama Glow, M-A-M-A-G-L-O-W. Same thing for the website, mamaglow.com. Um, people can go there and there's really great content there as, as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm around though, you know? So yeah.
2: I already have like 10 different ideas running through my head. I'm going to wait till this is off air. And then I'm going to like, I'm going to hit you with a bunch of stuff. I don't want to bore our fans. Anyway, thank you. Um, Latham, thank you so much. And like I said, um, thank you for being a friend of the heel squad and better together. And, and, and I know that this conversation is it's going so to continue valuable. and it's so valuable. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you
3: so much, y'all.